Hey everybody, and welcome back to the San Pedro FIFA League Podcast. I'm George Tello, and today you guys are going to hear, I was going to save it for two weeks from now, but because of the league being so immediate and things being super uh, kind of straightforward and to the point, and the fact that we're going to have really competitive games come uh, probably this weekend and maybe even next week, um, I just decided I'm just going to drop this interviews, these four interviews. <laughs> Um, that I sat around and did, and I think we should just go ahead and do it now. Um, whereas waiting kind of doesn't make sense. It is going to be a long one, uh, but I'm going to break it off into two parts. So this part um, will be Luis and Santi on Thursday is when I'll be releasing this, and then this part, and then you guys will hear part two on Monday. That way I'm not behind on results and stuff like that. Um, that still need to be recorded for D1. So I don't want you guys to be behind. I don't want myself to be behind. And uh, that way we just keep it very transparent. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of uh, the second one this week of the San Pedro FIFA League podcast featuring Luis, uh, manager of Torino, and Santi, manager of Leon in D1. Enjoy, guys. All right, there you are. There. Yeah, I got you, bro. I got you. Sorry. All right, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep you on speaker then, so just let me know if you can hear me. Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, so like we were talking about uh, before we uh, <laughs> we had to redo this. Um, so D2 had a uh, just kind of a weird path you were talking about. So if you want to continue with that, um, you know. Where, where did I cut off? Uh, yeah, I didn't even save it. So, you know what, let's just – we'll just start from the top. Okay. Basically, like, you know, I mean, Torino, you guys have had a pretty weird season. Uh, but let's talk about D2 as a whole, though. Um, just what do you think so uh, about the season? Um, like I said, tough season. Um, just the, uh, just like the, the new guys really came through. Al Ayn playing. Like, Al Ayn really brought – like, we talk about – you bring him up so much, but it's because he's so different, man. Like, I played him and got smashed 8-1 because all he did was hold the ball. And not let me do shit. And uh, yeah, I think that I think it was just it just brought something new to the league. And D two, like I said, I was expecting it to be like honestly easy. Like I was like, I've been here before. I've come up, and uh, it really wasn't, dude. Like these these new guys really brought it. <laughs> no, they weren't messing around. That was the thing I was trying to get to a lot of people at the beginning was that Ajax, Al Ain. I mean, even yourself and in, in, in AG, and along with Jalant, they're going to bring it. I don't think all of us expected Robert to do what he did, what he's doing right now. But I think Al I oh, no, surprised a lot of people. I think even Club Leon surprised a lot of people. The fact that they're improved on what has been uh, that, they, they, a little later, too. Yeah, right? exactly. And they had a chance to still make it up until the end. Yeah. But uh, it looks like... Atletico and Al Ayn are going to go into the playoff now. What do you think about the playoff, by the way? I know we've talked about this before, but what do you uh, actually think? I mean, I think it's good in a way because a lot of times the D1 teams have never played a lot of D2 teams. So, like, like I said, it, it can be a surprise. Yeah, I, but, I agree. If, if it's a new team, like, with very low-rated players, like, haven't had that many markets under their belt to, like, ch change things up, it could be hard. 
Oh, fair enough. Uh, anyways, so we're not we're gonna jump on this train quickly. What do you think about the top three that made it? What do you think about their chances of staying up next season? I think I think I think you guys got it. Like I said, Benfica's been in the league for a while. It's his first season up. He should I mean his team's pretty solid up top. He should be able to, to compete with at least mid table. Ajax is pretty solid, you know. And you, depending on your on your transfer window, maybe the way you talk about it, you feel you look pretty helpless. <laughs> <laughs> but you can probably stay up too, man. You've been there before. It's not your first season, you know. I think I think the top three is really solid. All right. Well, like I think they'll do good. No, I mean you've gone through this experience. I mean, what is it like now coming back down? What what's going to change for you guys? I I'm, I've got two players because I have Sofiva opened on my I mean, PS4. And I'm looking at Trent Alexander-Arnold right now. The market for him, just alone, let's talk about Trent for a second. He is a generational right back. Um, all right, all right. And obviously, he's one of the best in the world right now at tender age of, what, 2021? 20, and so yeah. what, what are the plans? Are you going to get a center back this offseason to play next to him? You know, or what's, what's going on with this Torino side? Honestly, I think it's. I think I'm good on talking about it now. I made a move for a center defensive mid because I've had a lot the past couple of seasons. I've had Neves mm-hmm. alone, so he he's been, he's more of like a, a technical like he, he's like my 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 playmaker in mm-hmm. mid. So what I've really been missing is like a, a destroyer next to him. So I, I just made a move for it. Like it's done, and. And then I'm going to buy a center back, too. That's, that's really necessary. And then maybe with that, like, more more depth to my team, I should be able to compete for, like, hopefully, like, top three next season. But maybe even – nah, top, definitely top three for next season. Like, I No, and I, I think your team has a lot of talent. Speaking of talent and where you could probably shift that talent, what about Kylian Mbappe? Does – at some point, do we see him go to striker? Or is, is this going to be a thing like, hey – I, he's going to I felt that. Oh, yeah, I felt that coming because I seen you in the in the couple games I was watching your team before I did the interview. I went back and researched your squad for a little bit, if you can't tell. And um, you kind of move them all over the place. <laughs> you you let them be that guy to like, hey, I need you here. You're the best player on the team. But, I usually have him on the right. I usually keep him on the right. I like creating with him, but everybody knows about him, so he's really closed down mm-hmm. most of the time. I, I can't play, but like next season he's gonna be right up there. So watch out. So, do you gonna are you gonna consider putting him in a pair, or you just feel like, hey, up there by himself, he's more than enough trouble. I think he'll be good by himself. I I mean, unless unless Greenwood is is really freaking. Oh, he's the real deal. <laughs> unless his rating, unless his rating goes up a yeah. lot, you know what I mean. But other than that, he's gonna he's probably gonna play by himself. And I'll have a, a good solid wing around him just to make sure he can get he can get support. No, I mean, but listen. The the one thing that you've done getting having Hakimi, having uh, Trent, having Greenwood, uh, Odegaard now, Ruben Neves. There is a uh, nice core there. Uh, even getting Tonali. Uh, that's that. There's some serious talent there. Is it little by little? Yeah, he's gonna be good. I mean, is it for you, though? Is it just a matter of time to where you're like, okay, I need to just get better at FIFA? Or is this something like, I just need a couple more guys and I'm going to be a serious threat? Uh, it's a little bit of FIFA, too. But, on, like, 
no no lie, like I had it down. Like I've I've consistently played the same amount of FIFA like this mm-hmm. whole time. You yeah. know what I mean? I've never really like gone harder. But um from like twenty from like twenty seventeen and eighteen mm-hmm. I had those games down. But the, the jump from twenty nine eighteen to nineteen really messed me up in that season and lately. So Yeah, no, I I each honestly, FIFA's a jump, bro. But anyways, you were saying Yeah. It, but it was really big from 18 to 19, I uh-huh. felt. Like, I, I, it was just, like, controlling the players got really different. The defense got really different. You can't hold X and make my player follow no more. Yeah, you can't <laughs> shadow box no more, which is good no, for some I of us. That's what saved my ass. <laughs> that saved my ass so much, dude. Had no idea. And then, then in that same window, I, I sold a bunch of my center backs, so I really screwed myself. Especially in this FIFA. Yeah, so especially with this FIFA. It's, yeah, defense is really complicated. But next season, I'm, I'm I, a, couple, a couple more signings and a little smarter behind the sticks, and I should be good. Yeah, and that's, a, that's another thing I wanted to ask because tactically, like speaking, I mean, the first game that we had, just talking about our experience, it was a – very tactical game in the first half. You were trying to get the ball on the right to Trent. You're going to whip in crosses. And as soon as I saw you doing that, I was worried, if I'm being honest. I, I was like, okay, he knows what he's doing, which is always terrifying when you play an opponent that knows what they want to do. And actually yeah, knows what they and, want to do. They got they skills, actually yeah. can do it. And so I noticed that, and then I saw Mbappe's moving all over the field. I'm panicking. I, I expect to see more of that, right? Um, but – you're not really a possession team. So is maybe the hope that Mbappe gets some of those crosses? Like what, what's the, what's the plan tactically? Is it just to play better defense or? It's, it's a lot better defense. I feel like I'm in the game until I get scored on and then I get desperate. Yeah. Maybe that's something that does need to change with a lot of our mentalities as well. Like I've, I've talked to Roman about this at length and guys do tend to panic. And they're down one nil when they have the entire game. They have the entire game to tie it, and they panic. I I remember when I I forgot if the second time we played each other, you scored first, and my approach was I'm going to keep uh-huh. playing my game, and I eventually was able to overwhelm you with possession and just frustrate, frustrate yeah. you to where you were giving me more than enough space. And I realized that if I continued to do that, I would win. And you saw what I did. I went on that run. Dude, you came back three goals in the second yeah. half, if I remember. Yeah, I did. And it was able to just be patient. It's frustrating. Even against Mike, Mike uh, Ortiz, I mean, he had me, he was beating me 1 0 at halftime the last time I played him. And I came back and scored five goals. So things like that are. Oh, yeah, he got really good. Yeah, everyone's improving. I, I definitely look forward to that. So, what's with this news with Odegaard, though? You're rumored to be selling. I mean, you've openly said you're willing to sell him. Is that real? That was, I, I test the. I test the waters a lot on on the chat. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) No, yeah, but I don't think I'm going to do that no more unless it's like some astronomical Mm -hmm. offer, but I really don't think he's going to move. I like him. Fair enough. Front three, though. You have Serge Gnabry. (laughs) You have Mbappe, Uh, and then you have Mason Greenwood. So is Gnabry going to move, or are you just not feeling him? uh, Gnabry's probably going to get the boot this this offseason. Oh. Fair enough. I mean, it just is it just play style or? He's, he's really good, but FIFA has this weird thing with Bayern players where they like to fuck their their sprint speed. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I can't really use him on the on the wings like I want like I plan to. Hmm. And I I was using when I first got him I was using him as a cam. Yeah. 
Not a bad that, idea. That would probably suit him. Yeah, that would probably suit him, but I already got Odegaard. So. That kid's going to be fantastic. So. <laughs> yeah, I got Odegaard, and he was playing injured. Dude. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard. That is amazing. And I, as, soon as, I heard, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, I shouldn't sell him. I was like, nah, this guy's really this guy. This really kid's real, good. yeah. Play, playing injured over here, hitting long passes and falling over, yeah. Uh, All right, one more quick question. We talked about defense. Where would you like to see your number of goals allowed go down to? Are we talking about – here, let me bring it up real quick. We're talking about – I think you were allowing – let's see how many. Without the games that haven't been recorded, you've allowed 79 goals. Where do you see this team going next season? In 34, 35, I think it's going to be 36 games next season. So, or 35, excuse me, if you guys play it. 30, 35 Or 34, games. something around there, yeah. Okay, yeah, hopefully not more than 40. No, I, I doubt it. really bad. I doubt it. Right, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not more than 40 next season, dude, hopefully. You doubt what? You doubt that I won't or you doubt that I won't? No, I, I, I think that what's coming down from PS, you got to look at the teams that are coming down, man. You got PSG, you got Bayern. And you have possibly AC Milan. These teams do not score goals. They, they just don't. Uh, and I know D2 changes a lot, but you're going to have a year under your belt of D2 again, and you're going to refurbish this team. I think that you'll have a chance. Man, we got to watch out, though. We got Daniel O'Brien. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's know. funny? I know he starts <laughs> listening to this again. So if you have any words for him, you can go. Daniel, welcome back, man. I can't wait. He. <laughs> My fr- my, I, I remembered my first game with him, man. I, it was my first year in D1, and I, I remember Washburn posted a video of after I tied him in the last minute about of like him pacing the fucking floor. <laughs> I, just, oh, <laughs> I just love to fuck with him. I don't know him, but Daniel, welcome back, and it's going to be fun, man. D2 is going to be crazy. <laughs> All right, so if you have a position, you said you're probably aiming for three, the third or fourth spot. Top three, man. Hopefully, three. hopefully D2 title, but top three. All right, then. If that's the case, if you go up next season, uh, who do you think is uh, – who's who's got the best chance at D1 at the end of not just this season, but next season? Who do you think is taking it both years next or both seasons? Season. This season and next season, who you got? Top, what did you say? Top three? Oh, I was saying for D1, who do you have at the end of this season between Chris and Serge, and who has a good chance of winning it next season? Dude, Serge, Serge, I, I like Serge. Honestly, All right. man, for both it, seasons? It, it, for both seasons, as far as going to the top? Mm-hmm. I mean, Serge, what, look, look, this season's going to come down to that last game, right? I, I think so. I think Chris might have a point dropped dude, in there at some point. You never know. I, dude, I think, I think Serge has it. Serge played Chris in the semis and whipped his ass 5-0, dude, and it's not – like no, like dude, Chris and Serge, like they're like, like the one percent <laughs> of the of the fucking FIFA league. You know what I mean? Like yeah. holy shit! But Serge has a way of coming through when it's when it's when it matters against him. So I like Serge, man. Maybe next season, you know, maybe Serge gets complacent if he wins this year. Maybe, but I I don't think so, man. Serge is a crazy cat, dude. Like you talk to him and he's he's about his shit. No, I, I fully agree. If there's one person that, like, I, I've i sat there in the past and we've played friendlies when, you know, and we're playing 1-0 games and it's just heavily contested fouls. I mean, we're playing possession. It's very intense games. I, I got to admit, there's that's the one guy, like, I don't want to see get going. Um, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, 
if there's any last words you want to say for D2 before we wrap this up, I mean, this is the floor to do so. Uh, if you've got anything else you want to talk about, go right ahead, man. No, nah, man. Good season, boys. And uh, can't wait for the next one. And let's get this fucking transfer market underway. My season's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I can't wait. Uh, for, I can't wait, man. This season's going to be good. So should I keep Lozano or should I try and sign Lozano from Santi or is there better options out there? Or should I go for Nabry? Uh, Nabry's already Nabry's already tied up, my friend. No, oh, see there there we go. So no wonder my, no wonder no wonder you want the window to start. Uh, <laughs> I got you under What was that? How much are you gonna pay overall for Lozano? No, oh, I'm not revealing that. I don't know yet. We haven't talked yet about that. Oh, but you... We're not yeah. But how much did you get him for for the for the loan then? I think I don't remember how much he loaned me for him for the end of the season. I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, I don't have a buyout, so I have to go and renegotiate, uh, which is going to be very interesting with Santi. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, dude, but uh, I don't. All right. I wouldn't spend more than forty. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Maybe thirty-five is pushing it, but he's good. I mean, he's a good place to start. Oh, yeah, I know. I need somewhere to start. I need somewhere to start. But all right, Luis, thank you very much, man. I, I can't wait to have you on the on again. And we maybe you know, we could talk after the, your window is over. And we can get, good, get a good scope yes. of your window. All right, man. Thank you very much. All right. No problem, man. Thank you. Love the, love the podcast. Love what you're doing, dude. It's Thanks, man. awesome. Love hearing it, man. You thank take you. care, all right? Congrats again on D1. D2, you did it again. You did D2, it again. It's D1 for us. It feels like it. D1 for us. <laughs> All right, Luis, have a good day, man. All right, man. Take care. Later. Right. Bye. So that was Luis, uh, Torino's manager. Thank you once again for coming on, man. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to get you guys over to Santi, um, who has his own thoughts and feelings of how D1's gone. We'll be right back. What's up, Santi? Uh, yeah, what's up, man? All right, so you can hear me, right? You good? Yeah, I'm trying to put you on speaker, but I think we're good. All right, so all right, let's get let's get this one going, huh? Let's let's uh let's talk about the D1. What do you think about D1 as a whole so far? So I think D1's pretty crazy this year. Um, there's a lot of battles that I'm seeing kind of going down right now at the end of the season, and it's pretty exciting to watch. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of excited to see how it all finishes up. Yeah. All right. So this is your first time on the podcast, if I'm correct. I've had so many yeah. different voices. <laughs> I've had Roman on here. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your chances of competing. I mean, um, this year wasn't your best year. I know that. But what are you, what are we looking forward to as next as far as next season? Um, you know, I mean, talking about my team or just kind of like what I plan on doing as far as exceeding, or, or what are you looking for? Uh, just, you know, just in general, like, what is this, where's this team going? Do you, are you looking to bring in a certain type of player or is someone, you know, someone coming out, you know, where are you trying to improve anything of that sort? Yeah. I mean, for, for next season, obviously I'm finishing hopefully top, you know, I mean, the fifth spot, I mean, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, obviously next year, you know, trying to compete for the title again, uh, mm -hmm. there's going to be some moves that are going to have to be made on my part, uh, specifically for probably like the striker position. So, um, you know, if anybody wants to maybe buy Felix, just kidding. He's not for sale. But, <laughs> yeah, just trying to probably just reamp my team just a little bit more, even though it's pretty solid for the most part. But And then work on my midfield. Um, set a mid position, probably need to bring somebody else in and then 
see what else I can do kind of from there. Yeah, I mean, your striker position's been a little down. I'm looking at Felix's stats right now. Only eight goals, two assists. It's still going through Messi. It's still going through Costa. But we're going to talk a little bit about Mane for a second here. 90 overall rating. Is there a reason you haven't been able to integrate him this season, or is it something else? Um, no, I mean, I think I think Mane's done his part for the, mo- for the most part. Um, I mean, a lot of it, I, I've changed my starting lineup since the beginning of the season and kind of where I'm at now. But mm-hmm. Messi and Douglas Costa were kind of in the top, you know, cam and striker positions to start off with. And they just do a lot of my damage for me, to, to be honest. Um, I kind of, like, go up the middle most of the time. And whenever I do go through the wings, it's kind of just bringing it back into the middle. So that's why I don't see many stats for, like, Mane or even, uh, you know, Bergie over there on the right side. But mm-hmm. they're, they're impactful, you know what I mean? Um, fifth spot is not a bad spot to be in. And, you know, I've competed decently against the top four this this year, tying each one of them. So, Mon is doing his job, you know, not scoring so much, but scoring when, when it counts and when it's needed sometimes. So No, I mean, he's still, he still has a solid amount of assists. He has 11 in the league season, which is third best on the team. Yep. Is it, what about Ivan Rakitic then? Only seven assists, no goals on the year in the league. What's changing with him? Is he coming? Is he going to leave or is he going to stay? Um, he, I mean, Rakitic is – is dear to my heart. I I spent fifty mil on him, so I mean, I wish I could kind of keep him for longer. But he is an aging player, and you know, to be realistic, he is probably slowing the team down just a little bit. So uh-huh. uh, chances are he is probably leaving. But depending on how other things go, and you know, what other positions positions I feel, then he might stay. So I mean, it's not nothing confirmed yet, but yeah, he could he could be looking at an exit this uh, next transfer window. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about midfields, we're talking about particular players are you looking to add defensive midfielder uh, midfield player or are you looking to add an attacking midfielder uh, box, box. what do you what are you looking for or do you not want to reveal that <laughs> uh, i mean that i mean i don't care if people know i mean i have the players i have and and if people you also have the money that they don't have but yeah if i put it out there then maybe someone might sell me a player that they want you know but uh honestly probably a little bit of both uh I'm not know my team is it's been pretty the same for like the last couple of years, um, with some minor changes, but that midfield position is definitely something I need to get better at and, and grow for my team. So, huh. yeah, defensive uh, defensive midfielder would be nice, but also uh, someone that can kind of control the ball be, uh, behind like Messi or Douglas would also be kind of something I'm looking for. So, I don't know, a couple of spots might be open next season and it might be a whole different starting lineup, but uh, that's something for the future. Sure. Speaking of Messi and Douglas Costa, these two are the best players on your team as far as how you use them. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen to Messi and your team when he is eventually gone? Eventually gone. Um, I mean, I think still we have like, you know, what, three years, two, three years before he like is not the dominant 94 that he is right now anyways. So sure. I'm not too scared about that. And, you know, if I decide to release him before then, you know, I'm going to get something in return, you know, money or, or a player to replace him. So I'm not scared about that. But uh, when that time does come, then, you know, it's just moving on and, and seeing what other players I can kind of use it in the right way to, you know, get another league title or a FA Cup title and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's important. Um, you're talking about, like, guys like myself and yourself have been in the league for a while. Um, does Serge even have a chance that – Chris drops points here at the end of this game. 
Uh, well, they play against each other this uh, this month, right? This is true. Yes. So I mean, with that that alone, um, that's his, his best shot. I mean, they're they're both undefeated. Um, as long as Serge is able to do the rest of his, uh, you know, do his part of winning winning out, and then bring him in that in the sense, you know, championship game. Uh, yeah, he does have a chance. He's he's in that top two for a reason, and you know, credit to him. Credit to Chelsea as well, though. You know, being up there and also holding out something remarkable for a league like this, especially with uh, the D1 being as competitive as it is. So, I mean, Serge just hands at the same time. So, yeah, definitely possible. Um, we'll see how it ends up, and I'm excited to watch it on Twitch if, if that gets broadcast. Oh, yeah, no, and as someone who's been in a title race like yourself, what is the procedure in that? Like, you know it's coming down to the last couple of games. Yeah. How are you treating every game? Is there a pressure there, or is that just, okay, I have to win. I know I have to win. So let me go out there and win. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's always a pressure there, um, especially, I mean, the last two seasons I've kind of fell off a little bit, but, um, you know, there's always that pressure. But having been in that, like, position of, like, the top two, top three for, for a while, um, yeah, every game, everyone's trying to whoop on you, you know what I mean, or trying to put their A game. It's like you're playing the Yankees, basically, you know what I mean? So oh, the Warriors, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh Starting off the season is always like my tactic. If I start the season off strong, then you know it sets it sets up a good you know precedent for how. I'm... But it's also how you finish. So at the end, once you get to that home stretch, it's 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 knowing you have to win, but trying to be as relaxed as you can at the same time because those FIFA nerves will definitely get to you, and uh, they can take a toll sometimes. So just I don't know, just playing your game, just you know doing what you can and having the players you have and use them to the best ability you can. Yeah, and I was just – I obviously just got done interviewing Luis. We're talking about D2 and how, like, people's strategy is changing. Is your strategy going to change the way you play change based off this season, or are you going to kind of go about it the same way? Um, I feel like I've always played FIFA the same the same way. Um, I mean, you've seen me play since, since you know, I joined the league. Um, has, has my game changed? Would you say my game has changed? Or what you oh, yeah, changed? dramatically, dramatically. Um, there was a – different approach from you where you would use kind of the whole team to kind of get the ball in the back of the net. Whereas now I feel like you're more willing to use a front four to kind of go forward and kind of blitz the defense, which works obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it works. yeah. I usually like to spread the ball around. That's why, uh, I mean, yeah, I've had players in the top, like goal scoring race or whatever, but at the same time, some you'll see like the, the goal spread out and the assist spread out just cause I'm trying to kind of work my way around. But slowing the game down is definitely something that this FIFA um, kind of requires. And once you're able to do that, you'll still get the same amount of opportunities, but you'll be able to kind of control the game a little more. So, you know, strategy-wise, maybe that's something, depending on how FIFA 21 is, I might look into doing more. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Every FIFA is different, so you can't really make too many uh, kind of judgments about your, you know, your play until that next FIFA comes out. No, that's fair. And we're talking about the window. I was talking about it with Luis. Besides you looking to bring in maybe some more midfielders, mm -hmm. uh, what team do you think in D1 needs to make a move? Not that it's going to go down, but to compete. Which team do you think is a move away from competing for the title? For the title? Yeah, you can include yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm always going to try to be up for the title, but I mean, as far as somebody else that I can't be in that mix. I mean, damn, I'm trying to think about the top 10 at least. Um, you know, there's players are, are up there, you know, that top four. Serge is obviously 
he doesn't have a title on D1. He's hungry for it. So, you know, he just needs for Chelsea not to go undefeated again. For him to be Roman needs to make that jump again. You know, he hasn't won a title in, since his uh, first year. So, you know, he could obviously be there. But as far as someone that's like on the lower end but still competitive, uh, I would say like Wolves, Joey, and Artie. Artie at this point, too. And and, and Barca's coming up, so I don't know. There's just so many people that can compete in D1. It's kind of hard to, to gauge, but um, if someone like Artie or Celtic gets maybe better players on them with the talent they have, then they could probably do something as well. All right. No, that's perfect. I, I fully agree. So we're, we're talking – I talked a little bit about the three teams that went up on last week's podcast. Yeah. Um, what do you think about those top those top three that in D two that went up? How do you think they'll do next season? And will all three stay up? And which ones will go down? Who are they again? Oh, who are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the three teams in D two that went up. Uh, how how do you think they'll fare next season? Um, who was the, it? Was the Celtic and is is Benfica, Ajax, and Leicester City that are going to go up this season? Okay. So how do you think they'll do next season? Yeah. Uh, I think I think they'll be competitive. Uh, I know I played against. Uh... Ajax in, in the preseason turning in, and, you know, he, he beat me and had a really solid game. Didn't expect much from him, honestly. Um, I think he'll be fine. Um, Benfica, I haven't really seen him too much, so can't really have too many judgments about that. Um, oh, I think I did play him actually in the group stage or something. But he, he, he was good as well. Just probably needs to develop his team just a little more. And then who was the last one? It was me. I, I feel like you know that already, and you're just messing with me. No, no. <laughs> I honestly just forgot, but no, for sure, George. I mean, you'll you'll have a, a good time kind of solidifying yourself again in D one. Um, it, it's a grind, it's a challenge, but I mean, you guys all have FIFA talent, so you guys uh, can can at least work some magic inside there. But it's it, it's D one's different, so you'll see. How oh, I'm gonna be nasty. Too. Oh, I'm I'm gonna be nasty next year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm getting red cards. I'm already letting you know right now. <laughs> hey, that's what we needed, man. Stop the blood. I know, I know it. I know it's needed. <laughs> I've watched enough of your guys' games to know. I know what it – you guys are ridiculous, some of your guys' playing styles. But, hey, yeah. George, no. That's actually funny that we're bringing this up because the the three yellow card game, there's not that many people that sit people out. Like, not that many people get three yellow cards in the season I've, from what I've seen. Or no, I've seen and that's – I, I, I'm, I'm actually just about to ask you about that right now. You actually have a really high yellow card total compared mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman. You and Roman have a lot of yellow cards. Mm-hmm. But you only have one red card. Uh, are, are those strategic fouls? Or are those just mistakes that turn into yellow cards? What, how does that happen? Um, yeah, I mean, strategic fouls, are, are they need to happen every now and then. But you don't really get the opportunity to do that in this FIFA um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's just like stupid little fouls that you know I'm putting pressure, and they decide to give me a yellow card when five minutes prior, you know, Messi got cracked and for a red card challenge, and, and no foul gets called. So it's FIFA kind of on its bullshit, but that's kind of where those yellow cards come in from, honestly. Mm, so none are to send a message. Nah, <laughs> people need to send messages to me, bro. My my goal send messages. It's all good. Oh, I like that. No, I guess I'm gonna have to use that. Yeah. So as far as <laughs> As far as seeding goes, do you care if you get a top four position or do you not care who you face in the FA Cup next season? Is, does it really matter at this point to you? I mean, four is a privilege. It's, it's nice to be in the top four, but what I really care about is winning the title, honestly. So, um, yeah, top four has, has a nice little ring to it, but, yeah, seeding doesn't really matter to me as long as I'm in that, I'm in that you know, top spots, but for more specifically that, that first place. And if I'm not there, then 
it is what it is, and the next season uh, will come, and then I'll try to prove myself again. No, I, I mean, obviously, you're a guy who's been around for a while. You won your very first season in the league. Um, you've, do, you've done your thing. Uh, so, I mean, the merit is definitely there. What is it going to take, though, to beat a Chris or a Surge to get you a title again? Just a little more consistency on my part and probably playing just a little more FIFA again. Um, kind of slacked off a little bit on it, but playing all in friendlies definitely helps. Um, probably using different players. So, I want to change my team around just a little bit and probably put players in, in the their respective spots where they're probably better at. So, like we discussed, the changes I'll make hopefully will allow me to do that. And then, um, yeah, knocking those guys out, We're beating them. I, I didn't beat anybody in the top four this year, so that, that needs to change for me to kind of get that first place again. You, you, you took my next question out of the way, but yeah. since you're talking about the top four, uh, are you impressed with this season's top four besides the top two? Do you think Barcelona and Augsburg are deserving, or do you think that they're – kind of just there this season because you've had a bad season. No, they're, they're definitely deserving. Can't take credit away from uh, what they're doing. Um, they all have their own styles of play, but they're all they're all really talented FIFA players. Um, so no credit taken away from them. They, they played a hell, they've had a hell of a season. And, and, you know, it's only up to me and my job to try to knock them out of that spot as well. All right. No, that's that's perfect. All right, Santi, thank you for coming on, man. I'm gonna we're definitely gonna have to talk because we have a player at uh at hand to debate or to talk about and we will get to that and private. Um but thank you, man, for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And I just wanna say um if you're trying to buy some players and sell some players, hit me up. Did the same thing. Um, all right, uh, perfect. So uh, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, Santi will not be with us on the podcast. But Santi, thank you for being on right now. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, George. See ya. All right, man. Have a good one, brother. Right, bye. Bye. I want to thank really quickly uh, before I end this first part of interviews, uh, Luis and Santi. Thank you guys so much for uh, hopping on. Uh, you guys will hear part two on Monday. Um, so I hope you guys really enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, once again, thank you guys for coming on and, and talking about your teams and D1 and D2. Uh, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate that you guys took it, the time out of your day. I know it's really slow right now with the quarantine, but um, you guys will continuously get quicker episodes. We might have to wait a week for the next one following Monday's episode, but um, unless there's some crazy results to talk about. <laughs> but, you know, we're coming towards the end. The games are going to come really quickly thick and fast as they like to say and uh you know just thankful that you guys listen so i really appreciate it this has been another episode of the san pedro fifa league podcast until monday goodbye